1: Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. I'm Jessica Katz. I'm Dara Golub. And uh, we have a very inspirational guest on the show today that we're very excited to share with you. Um, just a quick note, we are recording this a few days after we found out that Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries passed away. And as some of you might remember, she was a guest on the show last year and was one of our proudest episodes Mm -hmm. that we've recorded um we both of course were such fans of hers and it I I remember it feeling very intense and humbling to have her in our tiny little studio where we record
2: it was before we did video so it was really just the three of us like in a circle yeah like no table just super intimate
1: yeah that's right yeah yeah we barely had furniture (laughs) um yeah, and uh, I mean, I was super nervous to have yeah, her in here, super uh, and there was just so much preparation to make sure that we talked about all the points that we wanted to of her life and her career, and on um, this gorgeous new album that the Cranberries were putting out last year, and uh, and we had a very intense conversation with her. She didn't feel like someone who. Um, was very natural about opening up to strangers, I would say, but she was willing to do it, and she was willing to answer very honestly any question that we asked her and ended up going even a little further than that and sharing some very personal reflections on her mental health and on grieving and the death of her father.
2: Right. We Uh, went to places that I think probably... Are, are they're definitely hard and probably not talked about often mm-hmm. in that setting. And it was, I, I was pleased that we did it. You, you really pushed that forward and it was, it was hard and, and maybe cathartic in a way or just, yeah, it was I remember really being dead.
1: cathartic for me because my grandfather yeah. passed away not long before and I was able to talk about some of those feelings mm-hmm. with her anyway. So, um, we just couldn't be more sad to have lost her and are very grateful that we got to have that time with her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. moving on to brighter topics. Um, yeah, so the artist on the show today, she goes by Milk. Uh, her name is Connie Lim. And I actually saw her without realizing who she was at the Women's March last year. She was the artist who organize a group of women who were going around D.C. that day singing a beautiful song that she had written called Quiet. And uh, later got signed to Atlantic and re-recorded that song and has a new EP out. And um, yeah, she stopped by to tell us how that all came about. And she's, you know, I love her because she's an artist who is totally confronting our political climate head on and is someone who was already grappling with a lot of things that are sadly only becoming more relevant and talks about right now. Not sadly. It's good that we're talking about it. Um. But her her art and the political moment that we're facing have just aligned perfectly. And yeah, she's a great soldier in the cause. Absolutely. <laughs> there's
2: no um, pretense or there's no there's there's no wall between her social activism and her music and her exactly. artistry. That They are one for her. And that's inspiring. A lot of I mean many of the artists we talk to have that side, but she is expli- right to some degree or another. Yeah. And it's, it's refreshing to have someone who is just so purely in it for, for change. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here you go. Today's episode of soul sisters with milk. Uh, milk, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Thanks for having me. Oh my
1: gosh. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. I'm I, stoked. I, um, I saw you at the Women's March last year, not knowing who you were, but I was like waiting to meet up with my other co-workers who are covering the march for Billboard and saw you guys singing and I was like, oh, this is so cool. No way. And that video went viral and I was like, I saw them.
3: You were there? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was
1: so cool because you guys were so unassuming. You were just in the crowd. Well, I wonder then how all many... of a sudden I heard you and saw you and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> this <That> is amazing. <laughs> well, I oh, wonder cool.
2: how many... Because you did it like seven times, right? So, like, that is wild that you did see it, but like, you were in different pockets in different times. Know, yeah. A lot of people saw it, but that is still amazing. Dara's trying to thousands. take away my... Not at, at <laughs> all, not at Just, all. Yeah, cool, no, but, but not really.
1: So cool, <laughs> a million people saw them, Jesse, Get over yourself. No, I, Star's I would better because totally so. No, wait, you were there.
2: What I was struck by is your surprise, but I guess of course you're surprised because there were m- how many hundreds of a thousands milli- of people? I think
3: there were, may have been a million. Some people say 700,000. I don't yeah, know. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, It's
2: amazing that you... Right. Yeah, that you caught it.
3: That's crazy. Yeah, because we, we basically met at the McDonald's. This is not an endorsement.
1: I told Dara that, that that's, we were waiting outside the McDonald's, and we were taking shifts, like going in and getting food and waiting for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah spent a lot of time outside the McDonald's.
3: Yeah, so maybe that's where it was, but we met there yeah. at 8 a.m., uh-huh. and then we were just going to flash mob all the way to the stage so we could go watch the, the stage performances. Did
1: you actually get up to the stage?
3: Um, I had sprained my ankle. So I had a wheelchair and when we sang, I would stand and then I got wheeled. So I I was in the wheelchair section. So I actually got a good view of the whole thing. I was watching
1: people who had that wheelchair access. I was like, they, um, Did you really I spin wish spin I was friends ankle? with one of them anything. <laughs> I just constantly pretend I <laughs> yeah. sprained my ankle. <laughs>
2: Get that easy access. Um were you an official part of the Mar- like with the march organizers? Did they know this was happening and allowed you like certain space and access and stuff like that or was it all you Definitely on not. your own? Definitely, Definitely not. not.
3: <laughs> I actually applied. I applied to be on stage cuz after I recruited the 25 Girls um, from DC. I was like, okay, well, thanks for committing this time. And I was trying to, like, yeah, this is going to be cool because I'm going to try to get us on stage. I'll email them and see. And my friend, Krista Sa, uh, she started the Pussy Hat Project. Right. I was like, maybe Krista can help, you know. That's like high level March, like, <laughs> <March-like. laughs> connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was watching her movement go viral, and it was so crazy to watch, like, hundreds and thousands of women just knitting hats and sending them into a specific location.
1: I was so out of it. I didn't know about the pussy hat idea until I was at a rest stop on my way to DC from New York, and everyone was wearing them. At the rest right. Stop. And I turned to my friends, and I was like, how come everyone's wearing the same hat? <laughs> My friends were like, yeah, it's how the pussy miss- hat. like, you could have made yourself one. And I was like, I didn't know about this. Also, yeah. I could not have made myself one. I could not, yeah, oh. so I don't knit. No. <laughs> she made it super easy
3: so beginner knitters could do it. It's like oh, nice. j- literally <laughs> just a square, you know, but yeah, when you yeah, put yeah. it on the head, the little yeah, angles always. pop out yeah. naturally. Oh. But anyway, so, I was, yeah, so Krista, um, she's actually in New York right now. We're doing some events together because this is so weird. The universe is crazy, but she's releasing her book this week and I'm releasing my EP oh, wow. this week. So we're supporting each other. We, we've cool. always been this way with each other. But anyway, so I was thinking maybe we'll get on the stage. Yeah. Um, but we never get, got a response. So then I like, composed a second email. I was like, <laughs> it's going to be great anyway, even if we're not on stage because we'll be on the streets and that's more renegade anyway. And It's true. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we were just kind of freelancing and – when Alma Harrell, the videographer that captured the one that went viral, uh-huh. when she, so the video started going viral, like it was. Did like, you I mean,
2: hire her? Or was that just no. a coincidence? She just was there and she was she, people were filming, of course. Yeah,
3: I was trying to get to the stage because Krista, my friend, uh, pussy hat friend, um, <laughs> pussy, <laughs> pussy hat friend, Good luck. um, was at the side of the stage. She's like, Come, the Atlantic is reporting a story on me. Come sing for us. Maybe they'll get coverage of you. I was like, Cool. We couldn't get there. And then Alma was lost. She has friends that organized the march, Vanessa uh-huh. Rubel. She was trying to get there, but she was lost. so we were both lost. and they were starting to blockade the streets because there's so many people, yeah. so we couldn't get to the the stage. yeah, um, so i I didn't know alma who she was or that she was there this is a story i learned about afterwards but i was like screw it i said f it and we i was like let's just sing here and then this will be our last time thank you ladies like it's been amazing and then it was your last one last flash mob and then she came up and filmed it i didn't know who she was i remember like a flash of red curly hair saying thank you and leaving because that's how her hair looks like and she's like a goddess like Mm -hmm. um and she's become my fairy godmother mm. but she, yeah. she you know we, we started talking after the video went viral she's like it's good in her Israeli accent she's like it's so good that you are on the streets because you are of the people like I'm doing it totally bad but you're of <laughs> right. the people yeah. not on the stage it's right. better yeah. yeah 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 oh it
1: was much more powerful Definitely. to just be standing next to you guys
3: yeah that was fun yeah and then we had a bunch of buttons that we we're giving away but maybe uh, we ran out by the time we saw you I didn't or get maybe a button. Didn't. yeah sorry that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so Mail me one. Th- yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so how did you meet those other women, find those other women that were singing with you?
3: I used to sing in a cappella in college, so it just seemed very natural Shout to out. me. Shout out. Uh, did you do? A- that? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Just on Pitch Perfect 3 yeah. with oh, my girls, seen
3: with my girls who came into town.
2: <gasps> yes. We sat in those fancy seats that oh recline and eat popcorn and just and how loved it. And how was it? Loved it. Quick reveal? It's ridiculous. It's the, they're the silliest, silliest <laughs> yeah.
3: movies, but we have a blast. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sisterhood. That's what we did for Pitch Perfect 2. Yep. We all reunited. Yeah, but that's but a whole thing. That's the best. I was like, I I'm not that a that sorority record. girl, and then I'd like unknowingly join a sorority Totally. Girl, sorority group that harmonizes. That's sing, thing. And then
2: that's like your souls are melding we get all yes. we get all cheesy about it we all sing at each other's weddings it's really it's really that's what
3: we do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay we have this bond now but i don't know about you no No <laughs> no bond was choir oh as cool as that's yeah that's pretty good something. no I'm just kidding we didn't really that's bond like i don't talk to them anymore. i don't know what movie that <laughs> um uh, so it was, i thought it was natural I'm like okay i'll just reach out to acapella groups yeah what happened was at first I was like, I'll recruit L.A. singers and then we'll go and then it'll just be this thing about L.A. going to D.C. And I couldn't get many commitments. Like yeah. I got two two girls, mm-hmm. but they ended up it just didn't happen. So I They're thought like,
1: we have a march here, too. Yeah. and that, <laughs> At that
3: time, we didn't know. We didn't know, we yeah. didn't know that there was going to be L.A. march. And I think people didn't know what the women's march was going to be because right, right. I was recruiting starting like when the events started coming out. Uh uh-huh. When it was first posted on Facebook. Yeah. But so I thought, okay, I'll just reach out. I'll research what kind of acapella groups are in DC. So I found some college groups and I found some just adult groups and um, reach out to them, and two of them replied. Wow. One of them replied and it went to my spam box, and I happened to be checking my spam box. Right. Like, who Weird. does that? When yeah. do you do that? <laughs> never. Like when? I never house, do you that. Never do. Right. <laughs> I still feel like that's fake. And then I was yeah. like, oh, wait, they responded. So I ended up getting wow. both of these groups in. Nice. And so you sent them the music,
2: yeah. Just like a like a file of, of you singing it. So I what? wrote
3: I wrote out this the score for it. I did a seven part harmony and then wrote that out. I sang each part separately and then so each girl was like okay you get part one. She has that file but she also has the full file. <coughs> and then you can like she can there's another file with all the other parts right. in, but super low low
2: right. You, that's a lot of um work, a lot of work <laughs> yeah. And then faith that like this is all gonna come together.
1: yeah, you know like well, what compelled you to go to the march in the first place and to organize this? Uh, well, after the election, uh-huh. I think a lot of people felt
3: many things, you know, yes. and there's a whole <laughs> spectrum and that we're still sifting through. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. and you know, I was on I had I think I drank. Half a, no, a full bottle of wine. I was going to be all polite. I was like, I think I drank half a bottle of wine. (laughs) It's a little tipsy. (laughs) I think I drank a little too much. I was on the couch, like, kind of curled up and just in disbelief. I didn't go, like, I fell asleep on the couch, woke up the next day. And then my friend Krista posted on Facebook. She's like, I'm going to the Women's March. I was like, what is this? And then I looked at that. I was like, what? Get together with a bunch of women on the streets and talk about how we're not happy about this? Yes. <laughs> so I RSVP'd immediately, uh-huh. and then I bought my ticket. And, and you know, at that point also, me personally, my career, my management had dropped me the week after Trump got elected. Wow. Um, and so it, Can I ask you why? Like, what yeah, was that? Yeah, of course. Why? Yeah, so um, one of them um, – didn't feel like the name was right. She wanted me to change the name and maybe the sound. And I don't think she truly felt like she I don't know if she saw me completely yet. Mm-hmm. She was really talented, but it's just it's just kind of fate, whatever, yeah. you know. And and um, and so we kind of decided to part ways because I was like, you know, everything you're saying is kind of stressing me out. So I think we need some space. And the other one, I think she was just, I think it was just wasn't meant to be in her career at that time. Mm -hmm. So I was devastated because like I was a D I've been a DIY artist for like eight years up until that point. And I was like, wow, what am I doing? You know, I've been doing this for so many years and now my management's dropped me. And now this guy, Trump is president. What's happening. And so I think it was a coping mechanism that Women's March was like the only thing that I felt made sense, and so I was like, I'm gonna release this song because I remember feeling when I was watching the the states turn red during mm-hmm. the reporting of the election. I thought, oh, this song. I feel like it's time to release this song. Um, and you hadn't
2: really, you have recorded it in 2015,
3: right? Yeah, I recorded in 2015, and, and my hadn't released it. Hadn't released it, and there was some talk about um you know some of my friends were like this is this is a song maybe like pink could sing or Total. or katy perry or something and then someone was like i know some people and so i was thinking but meanwhile maybe-
2: you're like i'm a music i'm a singer <laughs> like <laughs> right. why are you saying that
3: to me like were you like well, okay well at that point after 6 to 7 like, years you would have happily sold yeah. it yeah. you're like yeah. give me that okay i was like <laughs> maybe it's not for me. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm meant to write and, and like, I just want this song to be heard because I know it could, I knew the, the, that it could heal. I didn't know to what scale, but I was like, well, if someone else sings it, maybe more people will hear it. Like as a songwriter, that's my responsibility, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I had no idea that that all any of this was gonna happen. So yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Amazing, yeah.
2: I- there's so many things I want to say right now, but <laughs> I love that you just brought up how like yes, Pink or Katy Perry could sing it because I was thinking. And you're on, you know, uh, 2017 best um, protest song lists and like just best song of the year list, NPR and Billboard, and you know you're in with these other artists, Katy Perry and um, and Pink. But there's something, and I don't want to take away from anything, but there's something so sincere about what you're doing that feels a little bit different and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want any I mean you are an artist who I don't know if you dubbed this but cathartic pop and and you know just like you are your activism is inherent in your art and Mm -hmm. that is different if you gave the song over to another artist it would be great it would be be out into the world but there's something it wouldn't be the same and um And I saw someone ask you a question and it probably sat a little weirdly with you, but I kind of want to phrase it in a different way. But you are now able to put your music out onto such this larger scale. Now you're signed with Atlantic and, you know, you're going to have this big platform. But in some way, does that, um, you know, feminist art and consciousness and all of this stuff, does the fact that you're contributing to these like commercial coffers like take away from that in any way that's a great
3: question yeah
2: and i think what's even more it's 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 not really fair to say because of course it doesn't because it's now out and what's important to you and what's important is that this music and this message get out and this healing but at the same time does it is it obscured in some little way by people like management who might be critical or or the the gatekeepers who are now in charge of that that there's some way that it's obscured a little bit
3: there there is always potential for that and that's why um the female intuition is so important I remember when all the labels were reaching out to me I started freaking out and I remember walking into Atlantic's building me like this is too big this is too big I saw like posters of Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars I was like oh too big too big I'm scared and then I met Julie Greenwald who is Amazing, an amazing female CEO yeah. and just a, an or C O O. She's an amazing COO in general who happens to be a woman. But mm-hmm. I started meeting and then I met Craig there who who like is just a genius with music and he had so much earnestness to him. I was really intrigued by his earnestness. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I was thinking to myself, Oh my goodness, how am I gonna do this? I'm gonna get swallowed up. Um, how am I going to choose the right label? I met with many labels. And then I thought, ah, back to original, the OG plan, which is the OG thing that helped me get to the Women's Marches, follow that voice, that mm-hmm. female intuition. And it's it's worked so far. Um, and I'm sure, you know, working with the team is funny. The songwriter was like, when you write with, another songwriter about something so personal to you don't you feel like it dilutes it I was like actually no I feel like my co-writers help amplify what I'm trying to say because Mm -hmm. it takes and it goes back then it goes back to it takes a village then it goes back to community Mm -hmm. and it's finding the right community and I remember thinking this is a big decision you know uh, a big part of making my decision was like as an Asian American woman um, I grew up having no example that looked like me in the music industry yeah and I always remember like is there a place for us here is there is there not and I remember year four people like we don't know how to break a Chinese American artist here but like you could go back to China I was like I don't I like eat uh, in you know I just I like these restaurants here the culture there's so different I remember visiting there and then getting super sick because I was like this is not my home you know so anyways, so then I was like here's an opportunity for me to face these really like potentially diluting scary kind of yeah. blood-sucking corporation th- <laughs> you know entities and then go in and help expose people to to a different type of story. Mm-hmm. And that that has outweighed my fear of corporate dilution. Mm-hmm. And I think like 3 years ago I would have been like I'm I'm not going to sign with a major. Like, I'm just like indie. I'm just going to do it, you know. And that also stems from a place of fear that I can't handle myself amongst other strong forces, but mm-hmm, I can, absolutely. you know. Yeah. yeah. Has,
1: the, has the meaning behind quiet changed for you over the course of all of these the things happening? Quiet. Yeah. Uh, like, the, what it meant to you when you wrote it and then when you re recorded it, you know, like, has it evolved for you?
3: The core. Message or the core entity of this song is that it helped heal me. Uh-huh. Um, so that's always going to be there. But now the focus is also it's healing other people. Yeah. So uh, this song is continuing to evolve. It does the. The interaction I have with it is changing because okay. now it's holding me accountable. Mm. It's like when people are like, are you pro-choice? And um, I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to talk about it. And it's like, I can't keep quiet. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, I'm pro-choice. You know, there's a lot of wow. things. Yeah, your responsibility. To, yeah, yeah, and you was so crazy. I was opening for Ani DeFranco, with, oh, wow. which w- within itself is like mind-blowing. But she, I told her about how this song is making me do these things that I was like, I feel like I'm still learning from the song. I don't feel like I'm leading yet. Uh-huh. I feel like the song is leading me into situations. And she said something so casually at a bar that's like, I'll hold with me forever. She was like, I can't tell you how many songs I had to sing for years until I could become them. Mm. She's like, I, I wrote myself into existence. Oof. And she's like, you are writing yourself into existence. That's like, awesome. That's isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah. She was on this show. She's a very quiet philosopher <laughs> who just says really profound things yeah. very off the cuff. Yeah. Casually. But, yeah, very casually. <laughs> but yeah, that's beautiful.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and then I think, like, outside of being a songwriter, just anybody can write themselves into existence, literally uh-huh. just writing a, a, an intention sheet or something. Like, it's powerful. Like, yeah. So these songs are my intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Yeah. And it's also turned into something you know, the music is tangible, but the movement that you've created the I can't keep quiet, like initiative or, or social, me, social what would you call this?
3: Um it's kind of it's turning into this fund so I'm calling the I Can't Keep Quiet Fund. But I think it's also the social media movement. It's kind of a community. Is That's what yeah. I want to call it is a community. I like and I think I didn't start it. I think it just started through me, if that makes sense. Like, it's been mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to, like, hold the prism at the light the right time. And now there's a rainbow. And I'm like, oh, there's a rainbow. Let me try to, like, <laughs> celebrate this rainbow. Yeah, you, know? you.
2: but you had to harness it. Like, now you go and, and there's actually a place where if you contribute to this fund – you can see where the money's going to go. And yes. it's all these things. And I think a lot of times with the hashtags that it I at least an action don't, yeah, I, I don't presume that there is yeah. like with times up. I had to learn that right. there is actually something behind that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Me too. Doesn't have no. in itself. So I think it's really exciting to see that you, you, this song, which then turned into this hashtag, which then turned into an actual action Thing which we can mm-hmm. see and, and tangibly like see the benefits of. I mean, it's how does that feel? Like that that now you're leading that because this is you. Like if you go to that website, it's basically you saying this is this is the movement that we're doing together. But I'm mothering it.
3: Yeah, it feels really um, it's uh, it's surreal and also I I don't take it lightly. I don't like taking myself too seriously, even though like I tend to sometimes. I try to like trick myself out of it <laughs> um, uh, and. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other f- form of art. Activism is a whole art form that I'm learning. Like, when I meet, like, the... I'm teaming up. So I Can't Keep Quiet Fun basically is I'm teaming up with three organizations, the Joyful Heart Foundation, um, Step Up, and Tuesday Night Cafe. And each of them are – I picked these organizations because they're really good at activating community. They're like doing real on-the-ground work. Mm -hmm. And so being able to work with them has been this incredible journey. And I watch these people, and they've dedicated their lives to a cause, and they've gone from idea or passion like, oh, this isn't right, to – Concrete action, mm-hmm. and the journey from getting to passion to action is, uh, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. I have so much respect for people that do that. It's like a song. Like I'll have a feeling, and then I gotta write the song. Mm-hmm. That within itself has taken me years to figure out how to like really. I'm still learning how to hone it in, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a whole other craft, and I'm going to make mistakes along the way. And I'm That's super, okay. super transparent about that. I was like, yeah. I'm learning, yeah. and let's just figure this out together. Yeah. Um, the- it seems
2: like you have some good um, friends or role models for sort of the viral way of things. Like your pussy hat friend, <laughs> and you're in this filmmaker who – who, I mean, I don't know how much it was her doing to get this – quiet to be viral or if you just put something on youtube or if if you have a certain amount of followers but there's a certain element of like know-how to to get things up to that level and you've
3: already accomplished (laughs) those
2: things i feel viral felt like
3: such a far away like cool sexy word that was like that's so hot over there and i wish i could be there but well that
2: happened with devil (laughs) devil right your song that is that the name yeah uh it's just like blew up right oh yeah
3: for like film and tv it, like, it, did, it did really well um the, uh, i'm super grateful for that yeah, yeah you're yeah. no stranger to viral <laughs> um yeah i guess so yeah my, i always just have my little brother's voice in my head like connie you need to make like more happy music so that like People will want to dance to it and stuff so it could go viral. I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and then it'll just be super depressing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, that's not the just only kidding. thing that goes viral <laughs> these yeah. yeah. We have
1: a lot of rage that we need to tap <laughs> right. into also. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how
3: the world just flipped?
1: <clears> oh <throat> yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. 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 It's
1: like it was always there. Yes. But Probably. we didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> right? Yeah. We didn't yeah. know how to yeah. identify it. what's your primary like social justice cause these days would you say gender equality or um I would
3: say um that is I think a big end goal um I would say that I'm trying to start because the organizations that you that I've teamed up with Mm -hmm. you'll see that they're healing people and I think that I've thought about this a lot and I've had a lot of conversations about what my role is Mm -hmm. in this movement um, and what I want to own and what I feel like I'm good at. And Mm -hmm. I know feelings really well. Mm -hmm. I know like I feel so much and I, I know persistence and I know um, like believing in a dream. And so that all that stuff leads to healing, I think. Mm -hmm. And what I think is that women are viral, and I, I learned this at a like this UN Women's conference. I went and sang there, and this woman told me, "Women are viral. If you heal like one woman, she'll have a circle of women that she'll start healing, and mm. each woman within that circle will have their own circle." It's true. Love I've that. been part of these circles. Yeah. I am one of the one of the healers. I've been healed. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of deep work that needs to be done to heal mothers and daughters. I think there's a lot of um, tension that the patriarchy, unfortunately, has inserted into relationships between women. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there needs to be healing between mothers uh, and themselves so that they can be better mothers um, and better, like, mothers to themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. and then also um, for if we can empower women with good tools and education, then they can raise better sons mm-hmm. that can understand that, like that girl walking across the street could be your, f- like resembles your future daughter or mm-hmm. like your sister mm-hmm. or your mother. And if we start from the groundwork there, maybe we'll have more community and then maybe we'll have less people who feel ostracized who feel compelled to do a shooting. That's been one of the things mm-hmm. that I've been thinking a lot about is like, gun violence and why it happens and like how, this is a symptom of a very deep rooted thing. And I think as a healer and because I'm so emotional, it's like, okay, then I need to do that work. And I think, so it's not a specific political action, but it's like, okay, if I'm completely vulnerable, and open with my weaknesses, it'll empower other people to be like, oh, okay, well, that's like me, and I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe, hopefully, with the masculine side of our society, that more vulnerability and like more healing on that, that end, yeah, we'll have we'll see more leaders that will be talking about things like love and gentleness rather than power and domination and fear, mm-hmm. you yeah. Know?
2: Right. I love the language that you use to to address all of these things. Gentle rebel and, you know, quiet as opposed to, you know, some battle cry. You know, it's because it (laughs) is that inherently, but it's just (laughs) keeps us at a nice level of civility. It's interesting because
3: people people ask me, oh, did you intentionally make this song very quiet to like contrast? It's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's just who I am Mm. and like the patriarchal of definition of what strength is is like brawn and sweat and like hard edges and metal and stuff but there's another strength and Mm -hmm. that's like big picture is the femininity of uh society that's been forgotten there's so much strength within that and I think that's maybe naturally I didn't even I didn't think that up but I think maybe that's why this song is resonating is because there's an imbalance right now yeah
1: yeah totally I really appreciate that you have really thought through the issues and have analysis on on being a a feminist in pop music um that you're not just kind of uh glomming on to it, <laughs> you know because i my girlfriend and I actually had a debate about this last night because I told her this quote that I had read of yours mm. that I thought was so interesting. Um, I think someone asked you uh, just about how to balance where you were coming from as an artist with now like signing to a major label and, and the success that you're having now. And you said something about feminism being pop now. Mm-hmm. which is very complicated like being woke is trendy yeah. yeah and and so we were like unpacking that and some of the inherent dangers in that but then mm-hmm. the advantages to that and how do we seize upon the fact that many young women are are now ready to call themselves feminists because maybe Beyonce did or something right. you know but to make sure that like we really understand what that is yeah and yeah. to not treat it superficially yeah. and also because if you do Uh, I don't know like my girlfriend was very worried about the backlash of doing that also you know yeah it's complicated yeah it's really complicated and I even remember
3: saying that in the interview and the way they quoted it also was like in a way I was like oh I feel like that could be misinterpreted in a way but I was like but that's what I have to learn about I have to learn how to speak um, about these complicated things um, in a way that the messages relate in a healthy manner but Mm -hmm. I think like it's kind of um, – yeah, the long-term picture is really important. And yeah. I remember hearing the word feminist when I was younger, and it was, like, such a ew oh, word. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like this – We were it,
1: taught that by the mainstream culture that it was is for cr- a while, especially in the 90s, y- you know? Yeah, and then looking up the word is actually – the
3: belief that men and women should be equal—like <laughs> right. that's not that, like what what's so bad about that? Is that is, so? Yeah, I'm a yeah. feminist, but I am aware also that there's a lot of weight and dirt and stuff that's been kind of glommed onto that mm-hmm. word. Yeah, and so we can change that, I think. And um, but yeah. it is, you know, I do I do think that the male voice needs to be included, and this is why I think women are great leaders is because i'm like i'm saying yeah we need to include the male voice like that needs it's not this like angry like ah you know of course there's some people who are like oh there's been so much frustration i'm just gonna let it out and be angry but you know joyful heart foundation the heads of them are like we're trying to figure out how to include men into this conversation Mm because the me too movement could could make men feel like really uh, unsafe it's 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 Happening. Yeah. And, you know, what, and I'm sure someone's heard this and, and, and they're going to get upset with what I just said um, because they're like, well, we've been unsafe, you know. Um, but that's that's why we will be good leaders is because, yeah, we've been unsafe. But even in our time of reclaiming safety, we're going to care for them, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We
2: struggle with that. We We talk a lot about that. What? About the ways of making people uncomfortable and the sacrifices that are going to need to be made for change. Right. And what is the line for that? And, you know,
3: maybe just, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe open conversations. I do. Yeah. My guy friends will be like, "So what do I do?" I was like, "The fact that you're asking, that's, that's it. That's right. That's it. Yeah." And the fact that I need to ask you is that it too. I was like, "Hey, how are you feeling about like all of this? Do you feel like I'm attacking you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: I don't think we've talked on the podcast about the Natalie Portman comment at the Golden Globes, and that's we a perfect di- example. Did we?
1: You and I debated it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, that's an example of is is that crossing a line that that is worth that is that is the fight is worth that, mm. you know, because it makes people uncomfortable, but that's what we have to do. Yes, you know, I, so
3: I kind of love that moment. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. That
2: was everything. Today. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. uh, but, yeah.
3: yeah. We got to be comfortable with discomfort is like what I'm hearing all over yeah, the place yes. right now. That's great. Yeah. yeah all, we're I, all
1: revolution up. is, I mean, all growth is painful. Right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. And we're, I kind of view American, like like if if the world were a high school, uh-huh. you know, the Americans been this popular jock. You know? And right. I feel like we're trying to take like some culture classes and like maybe go to a women's studies class yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. I feel like America is like the doogie house of the world who like just excelled at a very young age and, and became a little too successful too early and now it's like, so, so now that's it's like so no you still gotta learn some know. things about the that's world great. Do you, you that's great I like
3: that analogy better
2: than, than my joke
1: analogy <laughs> just thought of that I'm not sure if I'm gonna stand by it but it sounds right to yeah, me right okay. now yeah. um,
3: speaking of doctors your parents are both <laughs> doctors um, my dad is and my mom's a, like she's like a CFO um, and okay. she's retired now but okay. yeah because you talk a lot about healing in those
2: in those terms. And I think I read somewhere, you know, I don't know how do your parents feel about you now because you're not just a musician. I hate that. That didn't sound right. That wasn't what <laughs> I meant to say at so all. Just a musician, a uh, no, a musician. <laughs>
3: just the- Oily-haired. Right. Musician. <laughs> yeah.
2: You consider yourself and and it, by all your actions are actually someone who cares in a way that you're going to continually put social justice at the front of your work, and I don't know if that's um, changed their opinion of the arts that you've chosen to go into, and it sounds like you really
3: do consider yourself a healer of some kind. I think my my dad has changed his opinion of me drastically. You know, he was really mad when I told him I was going to leave my UC Berkeley degree Mm -hmm. to go to LA and, like, putz around with musicians, you know, he's like, what are you doing with your life? Um, and now he'll text me and he's like, Oh, the me too movement, you know, and he'll like give me updates, you know, he, I was going
1: to ask if you get into this stuff with them. Yeah.
3: Um, I think it's, you know, one step at a time, right. okay. but I think so. there's my-
1: acknowledgement right now. So there's that's acknowledgement,
3: big. huge. I mean, acknowledgement is like, <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> step for our family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think my mom, she's been like, you know, my friends have asked me, Am I comfortable with you sharing all these personal things? And she's like, well, it happened to you. So that's what happened to you. Mm -hmm. Like, talk about it, you know. So they're surprisingly modern now. Um, Yeah. And I think some people just need to know that the world is like our parent. My parents just want to know that the world is going to accept me. Because they don't want me to be outcasted and alone and die, you know. Right. I think that's that's at the root of all of our parents' concerns, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, To be happy and safe. Yeah. 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 Um, I have family uh, that is really right and uh, or very on the right wing. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. some Trump supporters and. My goal is to be able to sit, and we did this this Christmas break. I was so proud of myself. I like sat down with one of my family members, and we kind of skirted politics. And the whole room, like, because I think it got brought up. Like, she brought something up about um, politics, and the whole room kind of froze because they're like, "Oh crap!" It's like the super, like, you know, Trump supporting relative with like the "I can't keep quiet" girl that started to talk. (laughs) But we like got through it, and you know, we don't agree on things, but at least there was like success in me seeing a little more of her and she saw a little bit of me- more of me established some trust yeah. and then got out of it <laughs> took a deep breath you know <laughs> took a drink yeah. yeah but that's a goal that's, that's yeah. a goal it's like uh, Brene Brown have you guys read Brene Brown mm-hmm. oh my goodness so she just released a book a braving the wilderness um, and she talks about how dehumanizing each other is like letting the system succeed Mm. if we're like those Mm -hmm. right-wing monsters like that's dehumanizing or those libtard snowflakes that's dehumanization the more we dehumanize then the more willing we are to like commit acts of violence Mm. against each other so goal is to keep humanizing yes beautiful yeah so
1: what are you doing at the march this weekend
3: i'm so excited so um, I'm performing on stage. Uh-huh. I'm very aware that it's like it's different this year. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to have a piano I'm, and then I'm just going to lead a sing along. Cool. So I hope people will sing along. Awesome. Um, and then the thing that I'm super pumped about is I'm teaming up with some of the organizations um, that are supporting the Women's March Alliance of New York. Um, so it's Women's March Alliance of New York, the Federation. Um, those are two organizations that are helping me put this self-love sing-along workshop on. So I think around 3 p.m. at the public theater, we're gonna have, um, like I'm gonna open the space up and people can RSVP now. It's free. And so um, my friend and I, we're going to teach a two-part harmony. Just keep it simple. And mm-hmm. people can sing the song with us. Then we do a community-building exercise. It's, like, super hippy-dippy. I love it. <laughs> we basically, like, share our brags, gratitudes, and desires. And then, like, let strangers meet each other. And then we're going to close it off with a meditation. Oh, um, beautiful. Yeah. So that's, like that's my my jam like I want to do that more and more so this is the first one I'm really excited we'll just see how wow. it goes. Yeah. yeah. From
2: flash mobs to seriously self-love oh like <laughs> <laughs>
3: retreat. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, maybe one day it'll be you like know, what's a, next? a week-long retreat. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I mean, the EP is called This is Not the End, right? Yes. Which is like an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so so that will be out when this podcast airs, when this episode airs. So check it out guys, we heard it and amazing. it's gorgeous. Thank yeah. you. So Thank beautiful. You um what are you going to be doing next like with that ep out i'm gonna be going on tour and i think we're
3: announcing with who i'm very excited um not i think in, in a week or two mm-hmm. or something like that um so I'm pumped. I just want to be there, out there, and sharing yeah, the music, right. and just see how seeing how it reacts. Because yeah. I'm like in a studio and I'm writing, and it's all me. But like, what is it gonna feel like singing in front of other people? Oof, yeah. It's be incredible. yeah, yeah. And and writing a lot. And I wanna. I'm right. like feeling the writing bug, and I've been writing, and I wanna release another EP soon. Because there's so much to there's so much to feel and let out. So yes. totally. Yeah. We'll
1: keep fighting the good fight, sister. Yeah, you too. <laughs> you Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It it's been been so, so much fun. I can't keep quiet.